Welcome in to the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. And across from me, as always, is Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon ESPN 1000. We are brought to you by Puncher's Chance Bourbon. Find a bottle at punchershancebourbon.com. Enjoy it neat like I do on the rocks or mixed in your favorite cocktail. Puncher's Chance Bourbon is excellent and a great way to enjoy UFC events as we enjoyed UFC 288 last Saturday as we recap that before we get into some of this UFC fight night. It's a it's a decent card uh, this week, but last week was a good, I thought it was a very good pay-per-view event. Uh, Bilal Muhammad, our guy, obviously, got the win, is maybe in line for a title shot now, and then we had a very good main event that went to the uh, judges' scorecard. I don't think there's any argument that Bilal Muhammad has earned the, the right to challenge the winner of Leon Edwards and Colby Covington. So yeah. he's not next in line for the championship. Yeah, that's what Colby I mean. Covington yeah. is next in line for the championship. But yeah, the, the dominating performance, again, the advantages that we talked about that Bilal Muhammad had heading into that, that contest, the cardio advantage, the, the awkward wrestling attempts, that he brings into the fight in his ever-improving boxing. He wasn't going to be threatened by Gilbert Burns's power or submissions, and he dominated the fight. He dominated the fight, and I don't care if you know storylines came out about Gilbert Burns potentially being injured or hurt at some point and during don't the, take fight. the fight. Well, hey, don't take the fight, but I don't care because Bola Muhammad cashed as a plus-140 underdog, yeah. so that was a big win. And then Aljamain Sterling followed that up with you know, a, a somewhat controversial but I don't think it really was. He won that fight kind of, you know, three rounds to two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's st- – and still. And he's got a big-time fight coming up with uh, against Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Likely in the fall. Yeah, that'll be a good one, too, as uh, Sugar Sean was there yelling at people in the octagon, outside of the octagon. So that's always entertaining, I guess, for – I think Marab Divishvili stole the show because he stole yeah. the jacket. Yes, that was. That, that was he's, the best part And he's of the up fight. On, the, on the top, on the cage, on top of the cage, you know, flexing for everybody in the jacket. And then Sugar Shane realizes that, oh, my God, he's got my jacket on and then wants to fight him. And I don't like him anyway. So, whatever. It was a good pay-per-view event. Um, and, you know, this next card, it's okay. There's some decent fights on here. I think we get started with a very good fight between Anthony Smith and Johnny Walker. This uh, this is a virtual pick right here. Both fighters are around minus 110. Uh, Johnny Walker is a very explosive fighter. Um, this should be a, a very explosive fight. Uh, Smith coming back to a- action for the first time since July where he suffered an, uh, an ankle injury against Magomed Ankalaev. So this should be a good way to kick off this uh, main card for this UFC fight night. Yeah, this fight should be bonkers. Actually, it, it, you're seeing it, but it actually got moved to the co-main event. So, oh. uh, but that that's fine. I mean, this fight has got two outstanding light heavyweights. I really love the evolution of Johnny Walker's game. He's really found his footing, uh, and he's won his last two fights. Both of them finishes, impressive finishes against Ian Kudelaba and Paul Craig, and that was following a dismal performance against Tiago Santos and then a knockout at the hands of the current UFC light heavyweight champion of the world, Jamal Hill. So I, I really like Johnny Walker because of just his elusiveness, his craziness, and he he's a guy. Similarly, what we talked about with the inability to mirror a Boel Mohammed in, in training camp because of his wrestling, Johnny Walker's difficult to mirror because of just how unorthodox a striker, explosive striker, and powerful striker he is. It's going to be very difficult for Anthony Smith to find training partners that he's able to do that with. However, Anthony Smith has been around the block. He has seen it all. He's challenged for the championship. He's got a great 
uh, multiple times he's challenged for the championship. He's got a great story, and he's definitely a guy that's extremely difficult to finish. This fight is so volatile that I'm not picking a fight fighter in this fight. I can see a multitude of ways that Anthony Smith surviving early on and getting a finish out of Johnny Walker, and I can see Johnny Walker just going balls to the wall and finishing Anthony Smith. But I do believe there's one constant theme. There will be a finish in this fight. I think that it's a, certainly a safe play to go at the under at two and a half. I certainly would agree also with the plays at it under at one and a half just because of how explosive a fighter Johnny Walker is. He doesn't want to waste any time inside the octagon. And Anthony Smith is, is a very cerebral and f- smart fighter when he, gets, when, when he has his mind right. The one time he wasn't right was that fight against Glover Teixeira, which he lost in the fifth round. And that was the fight he took after he had the home burglary situation where uh, literally he caught a person trying to burglarize his home in the middle of the night. And, you know, it came out as, as actually the bigger storyline. is not that he wasn't able to, to protect his family. He was fine. It was that, like, he's an MMA fighter, one of the best in the world, and this yeah. guy that's 150 pounds, like, yeah, kind of took advantage of him. Let's Google the address uh, before you do that. Not that we're saying you should be breaking into houses. We obviously don't condone that. But if you're going to do that, maybe make sure that the guy that you're breaking into isn't an MMA fighter. I, I would just, it's probably advice to live by, yeah, I would so, say. But anyway, uh, looking at FanDuel right now, under one and a half is a dollar 36. I certainly believe that's worth a look. I think the time off that Anthony Smith, you know, he does he does spend a lot of time in media. He sits on the UFC ESPN desk at times. He's going to be ready for this fight. But is he going to be ready for the explosiveness? The guy that now is, I, I think, coming to his own uh, in Johnny Walker, but also a guy susceptible to the knockout and the finish. So that's why I think the under one and a half is a smart play between these both fighters. If we look at a method of victory that kind of uh, goes along with what you're saying, that there will be a finish. Walker by knockout at plus 170. Smith by knockout at plus 310. Smith by submission at four, plus 430. Uh, Smith by points at plus 550. And Walker by points at plus 700. But it's probably going to be knockout by Walker or Anthony Smith in one of these these fights here. Yeah, correct? I don't see a submission coming into play. I mean, certainly they, they both got that in their skill set. But I think... Uh, just just how stylistically they're going to match up. And I think the other one to potentially look at, if you don't agree with me on the under one and a half, then Smith via decision at plus 550 might be worth a look. But I think, again, volatile with both guys. Both guys are finishers. Uh, you know, Top of the heap in the light heavyweight division, looking to make an impact. Obviously, there's a new champion, Anthony Smith, with love a crack at Jamal Hill. He was actually supposed to fight Jamal Hill uh, a few uh, months ago, but then uh, Jamal Hill got the call to take the fight on short notice in a light heavyweight fight, title fight against Glover Teixeira. Anthony Smith said, yeah, go take the fight. Uh, I'll find someone else to fight. So should be a very interesting fight in the co-main event. All right, so that's the co-main event. We will actually be starting the uh, main card with team uh, Tim Means and Alex Morano. Alex Morano is minus 225, the favorite here. 39-year-old Tim Means making his 49th start of his professional weekend, 27th in the UFC octagon. Uh, he's lost in his last two fights. He is plus 170. What do you think of this fight as we start this uh, UFC main card? I, I don't like the. I don't agree with the odds in this fight. I think it should be a lot closer fight than, than it certainly is, is constituted right now. Yeah, Tim Means is, has been around the block. He's been in the UFC forever. Very good kickboxer. Good athlete, you know, when you get in the cage and has outstanding clinch work and, and short elbows. And if this fight remains standing, which I believe it will, I think that Tim Means is going to be able to potentially take advantage of a guy like Alex Morano, who, yes, he's known for cardio, so he's going to have the advantage there over Tim Means. He's 
in his back pocket has wrestling. That's kind of how he started as a grappler. But he's evolved into a striker and a guy that likes to get into these dirty exchanges uh, and, and get into a dirty boxing and kind of a sloppy contest. And look, he took a fight on extremely short notice and was winning it against Santiago Ponzinibbio until the third round when Ponzinibbio cracked Alex Morano and put him to sleep. So if this is a fight that's standing, and I believe it will be, and Tim Means has good enough takedown defense to keep the fight standing, and even though he's a little bit longer in the tooth and he's been finished before at 39 years of age, I think Tim Means is worth a look. So I like to play a Tim Means right now as the underdog because he's going to get the fight that he wants where he can have success against a guy that's coming off a brutal knockout in Alex Morano. All right, so Morano by points is plus 165. Morano by knockout is plus 290. Means by points is plus 400. And Means by knockout is plus 600. But you're saying take the plus 180 underdog, Tim Means, doesn't matter how, just take Tim Means plus 180. I like it. I like the play. Uh, because you don't have to worry about method of victory or anything like that or round totals, just Tim Means to get the win, and hopefully his hand is either raised by knockout or by points or whatever, but Tim Means plus 180. Yeah, I mean, look, Tim Means is definitely doesn't have the same power that he once did. He doesn't have the speed that he once did, but Alex Morano is no overwhelming athlete. I mean, he's a good mixed martial arts fighter. He was on a streak up until he took the fight against Santiago Panzanipio. And look, we released Alex Morano. As, as a play against Santiago Ponzinibbio, taking that fight on short notice and believing that he had it. And he was winning that fight up mm-hmm. until about two minutes left in that third round when Ponzinibbio landed a significant shot and, and changed the direction of the fight and ended up finishing Alex Morano. So, again, I really think that Tim means there's a lot of underdogs that I certainly like on this card. And, oh, by the way, let's just get it out there. Uh, early start, 1030 on the prelims. Uh, 10.30 Eastern, I think, on the prelims, and 12 o'clock main card or somewhere in there. So it's an early fight. It's breakfast uh, for your mixed martial arts UFC consumption on Saturday. So I want to make sure our fans are aware aware of that as well. Yeah, make sure you, you wake up and you get these bets in before then because uh, that's something good to watch during the day. I like that. I like being able to watch something during the day. That's why I like soccer because I can watch it during the day when when stuff's not live usually it's, it's here. Arguable too, it's arguable, too, that you watch it during when, when you're on the air in, in place of Greeny. I, I, I have seen uh, you yeah, drifting off to, yeah. to the – what's up depends on, looking at? Depends at the game. Oh, yeah. Depends on the game. Yeah. Uh, our next fight here, Daniel Rodriguez, Rodriguez, excuse me, Daniel Rodriguez, plus 230 against Ian Gary, who is pl- minus 310. Rodriguez, 7-2 and two inside the octagon since getting called up to the UFC at, in 2020. He's got wins against a guy we just talked about, and Tim Means and Mike Perry and Lee Jung Leong, who's, who's a guy we've talked about a lot. And then uh, Ian Gary uh, is 11-0. and 0, um, It through his first uh through his appearances and through his first four UFC appearances he's 4-0 so this should be a decent fight even though Gary's minus 310 yeah again I, just like the Tim Means Alex Morano fight I don't agree with how these odds mm. I, I get it I get it that Ian Gary is 11 and 0 he was a big time prospect entering the UFC had a lot of success at Cage Warriors which is a very strong European regional promotion very good athletic kickboxer. And, yeah, he burst onto the scene. He had a knockout uh, of Jordan Williams in his UFC debut. But since that point against Damian Weeks, Gabriel Green, Song Kanaan, like, has looked okay. Like, he, he, those are guys that, like, if you're a big-time prospect and have the, the, the notoriety and the athletic talent, uh, you, you should be finishing those guys. I mean, yeah, you, you got to win the fights. That That's the most important thing. So, 
can't describe, but he was big-time favorites against all those guys. Uh, Gabriel Green gave him a fight. Gabriel Green also on this card earlier on, uh, and, and he gave him a fight. And Daniel Rodriguez is a step up in that competition. You know, Daniel Rodriguez burst on the scene, took a short-notice fight, I think actually submitted Tim Means uh, in his UFC debut, and you mentioned his record at 7-2 and two in the UFC, so he's been there for a lot, had, had some very good performances, a little bit lethargic his last couple, so I think that's also speaking to um, why the odds are in that place. But Daniel Rodriguez is a tough guy to finish. Daniel Rodriguez has a tremendous amount of power for the 170-pound division, so guess what? I like D-Rod in this fight because Ooh. Ian Gary – Step up in competition, gets hit a little bit too much to my liking, and he hasn't fought a, a guy with the power of Daniel Rodriguez. And Daniel Rodriguez, I think, has enough. And, and even though Gary's not going to look to take this fight down, like Gary's a, a kickboxer, that's what he's comfortable with. So three round fight on the feet, like the Tim Means Al Camarano fight. Give me another underdog. I like Daniel Rodriguez. I'm not even clicking on the fight to see the method of victory. Like I'm not even plus two thirty. So you've given us a plus one eighty. You've given us a plus two thirty. And uh, the over-under in a fight that's minus 136. Pretty good odds so far, especially that plus uh, 230 there with Daniel Rodriguez. We like that. Uh, this fight was added to the main card uh, a few, I don't know, how many days ago? A couple days ago? Carlos Ulberg against Ior Potiera. Anything on that fight real quick? This is going to we... be a showcase fight for Carlos Ob- Oberg. You know, okay. Oberg comes from that Israel Adesanya uh, camp. You know, great, big-time kickboxer. He's minus uh, 410. Yeah, so, I mean, there's yeah. a reason why he's got that. And, you know, Pretoria, you know, came in uh, and, and had the victory over Shogun Hua in Shogun Hua's uh, finale fight in the UFC. It was a showcase fight for him. But, you know, obviously Hua, you know, been, been there, done that, UFC future Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, Pretoria you know, struggled to, to put him away. Maybe it was the pressure fighting Shogun in his last fight in Brazil. But this is going to be a st- another stand-up fight, a showcase opportunity for Olberg. Olberg's a parlay stuffer for sure. I like him inside the distance. You even you might even consider him uh, the under, and maybe even in the first round. I, I think Olberg's not going to waste any time and look to get this finish and, and get a quick finish in All there. All right, we'll add him to the parlay and maybe add a couple more fights, uh, including maybe this main event as the odds are – Pretty ridiculous here as Jalson Almeida here is minus 590 to win this fight against Jarzinho Rosenstruck. And Rosenstruck uh, has that quick knockout over Chris Dawkins at UFC 282 that we talked about a couple months ago, uh, snapping a two-fight skid. He's 3-4 and four over his last seven after beginning his time uh, in the octagon with four straight stoppage wins. So this is a guy in Rosenstruck that likes to end fights quickly, but... He is plus 390 to Almeida, and Almeida's been been fighting really well. So huge uh, underdog here for Rosenstruck is someone who we've talked about a lot. We haven't talked about Almeida at all, but this is uh, not a newcomer, but still minus 590 for a main event is not really something you want to see in a fight that could end pretty early because both these fighters like to uh, end fights quickly. Well, um, Almeida's a big-time prospect. Yeah. I mean, he's 18-2. and two. Um, You know, he, he's got something in his arsenal that really few light heavyweights or, or heavyweights have been able to, to handle, and that's just a, a dominating ground game. And this is a guy that, you know, uh, for all his accolades, likes likes to finish guys via the ground and pound. Uh, you know, he what how he finished uh, his last opponent, very, very impressive. My difficulty in, in obviously backing a favorite of, of that nature is like he's like a tweener. He's a guy that can't figure out what weight class yeah. he wants to compete at. And I don't think it has anything to do with like, you know, the ability to uh, cut the weight. Certainly that's part of the battle. And, and certainly it, it, it adds to uh, a lot of stress when fighters are preparing for an actual fight. And he's taken, well, two of his last three fights inside the octagon 
have been at the heavyweight division. He was also in a catchweight fight uh, previous to his most recent victory. Jazirnia Rosenstruck is a, is a great fighter to watch. I mean, Biggie Boy doesn't waste mm-hmm. any time. He gets finishes a lot. He's been finished a few times. He get he also gets finishes at the tail end of the last minute of the last mm-hmm. second fight uh, when he was been losing for five rounds against Alistair Overeem, and he's doing the right thing. He's he's with King Mo at American Top Team working on his wrestling wrestling, and he's been working on his takedown defense because if this fight gets to the ground, I do not believe Jazinho Rosenstrike is going to get up. So. That the question first and foremost is that you have to ask is, is this fight going to the ground? Uh, and if it is, like, when is it going to the ground? Uh, Jelton Almeida has over the last two or three fights, I believe, like taking his time with opponents, understanding that, like, I can get this fight to the ground when I want. Let me see what I can do on the feet. Mm-hmm. You don't do that against Biggie Boy. No, you don't do that against. No, because you'll against, get your ass knocked out. Exactly, yeah. you don't do that against Biggie Boy. So, well, I think Jelton Omeda is going to win the fight. I don't think he's going to mess around with, with you know with any look. There, there's going to be a shakeup in the heavyweight division. I mean, I know John Jones is the current champion, but all the the storylines are out there that after Stipe Miocic, he's going to be retiring again uh, or f- officially retiring. Uh, and then there's going to be an opportunity for a new heavyweight champion and. Jalton Almeida with a victory over, you know, Jazirnia Rosenstrike is probably going to be in the mix then to be in a number one contender fight or even fight potentially fighting for the championship belt. So, um, Jalton Almeida was certainly in the, um, in the par away. Okay. I think method of victory is going to be submission. Minus 105 for that method of victory. Minus 105. I like, right. I, I like that. I actually think because, and this is a little, it's why we got plus odds on it. The over one and a half might be might be worth. Okay. Again, you know, I, I I just alluded to it. Like he probably he definitely doesn't want to mess around with Rosenstrick on on the feet. But the the what we've seen from from Almeida Plus is one sixty six for yeah he's been trying to do it. He's been trying to do it. So does he do it? Bigger octagon, UFC Charlotte. It's not at the apex, so there's going to be a little bit more room for him for him to work. But. Again, it is you are playing with fire every second you stand with Jazirna. And, and Jazirna Rosenstrike like comes comes at you with like long reaching strikes, and you, they're not like nor, they don't look like normal like strikes. Yeah. Uh, so they could come out of nowhere, but um, maybe a sprinkle on that over at one and a half. Maybe right. not an official play at Fetch Exports, but a sprinkle. All right, all right. And make sure you get all Jordan's picks at FetchExports.com. It's the best time to sign up. We've got NFL win totals are coming out because the schedule is coming out uh, soon here. But So we'll put uh, Almeida in the parlay at minus 590, but also we'll take him by submission at minus 105. We also have Daniel Rodriguez plus 230, Tim Means at plus 180, and Walker and Smith under one and a half at minus 136. Anything else you like on this uh, in the prelims that we should add to the uh, parlay or anything that you're giving out as picks for the prelims? I think Carl Williams certainly has to be in your parlay. He's a big favorite over Chase Sherman earlier on in the card. Uh, I, I'm going to have confidence also in Cody Stamen to bounce back from his three-fight skid. His just good all-around wrestling and toughness, probably enough to survive the, the power of uh, Douglas Silva de Andrade. And I mentioned Gabe Green. I think Brian Battle's kind of getting a little bit disrespected because he lost his last fight on short notice. Brian Battle's a I think a big time talent and uh, you know should do enough to get the victory over Gabriel Green. 
All right, so in that uh, parlay, we've got Almeida, Alberg, Williams, and Stammen. Is that right? Yeah, what do we do? That should be pretty Plus 186. Let's get Natan uh, uh, Levy in there, too. That'll uh, add that. that, that he's, he's a dollar. Plus 296, so okay. plus 300. Uh, three, three to one. Three to one on three to five, one for five legs? All okay. right, that's not horrible. Okay, we can do it. That's not Some heavy favorites this week. That's why. Heavy favorites here, especially Carl Williams at minus 430. You've got Carlos Ulberg at minus 440. And then Almeida is minus 590. So some heavy favorites there. So that is UFC Charlotte, UFC Fight Night coming up this Saturday. He is Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. We are brought to you by Puncher's Chance Bourbon. Head to puncherschancebourbon.com. Follow them on Twitter at PC Bourbon and make sure you f- get yourself a bottle for this weekend's fights on Saturday night or any fights in the future. And it's, it's going to be a, it's a long summer. You got to do some porch drinking, some backyard drinking by the fire. Puncher's Chance Bourbon goes great great with that as well so make sure you check them out we'll be back next week for another episode of the unnamed mma podcast thanks for listening